0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Misorganized Show. I'm your host, Tracy Pay, here to give you some tips and tricks on how you can relieve the stress in your life by clearing the mess in your life. And today I want to talk about the dangers of owning hand-me-down furniture. <music> about the dangers of owning hand-me-down furniture i don't think you probably ever thought that you would hear those words put together in a sentence but there are dangers there really are dangers i will share with you the story that happened a few weeks ago with a client who uh, basically was kind of client that said here's my keys you do you you're the boss and let me just organize their house uh without her there and the house was a three-bedroom house there was a master bedroom and there was two bedrooms one for each kid one of the kids was a five-year-old boy and the other room was a baby so we walked around each one of the rooms and discussed what the goals are for the space what's working what's not working all those kinds of things trying to discover you know what part of the house was energetically blocked Uh, We can get into that some other time about finding that out in your house where your energy blocks are. But uh, we got into the little girl's room and that's where I discovered where the energy block was. And what the energy block was, was a piece of furniture. It was a two drawer dresser. I don't know how old it was but it looked pretty old. It was in good shape. It was a nice piece of furniture. It was brown. It had two long drawers and you know there was some stuff that was sitting on top of it. It wasn't super cluttered but the stuff that was sitting in the drawer was um, not being used. It was just you know taking up valuable real estate with stuff that's hardly being used. And I presented the idea to her to either take that piece of furniture out, move it someplace else, uh, maybe get rid of it. Maybe put it into the closet, and take the cubby that was in the currently in the closet. What was which was holding all the clothes that she was currently using, and switch them. But she found herself at first she was she was being pretty resistant about it. She wasn't you know you know being upset about it or anything. She was just really locked into the fact that she did not want that piece of furniture to leave that bedroom and we discovered that it was a you know a hand-me-down piece of furniture which usually has a lot of importance in the family when that's the case Um, and she thought it was very beautiful and she thought it made sense for it to be in the spot so i had to identify with her whether her overall goal for her baby's room was aesthetics you know what she thought looked good uh, or functionality and uh, you know obviously there's a way to achieve both but in this particular case that piece of furniture and I hate to tell you most hand-me-down pieces of furniture uh, create a problem in one of those areas if not both as far as aesthetics are concerned and the uh, functionality of a piece so you know I, I tried to make a bunch of suggestions and like I always tell all my clients if you don't like uh, this idea, I've got a million more, no big deal. So we left with it. Uh, basically, her saying, you know, let me think about it. Let let me think about it. And you know, and there was still lots of options we could do to to work around that piece of furniture. But what she discovered after I left is she really evaluated why she was so stuck with this piece of furniture. And let me just backtrack in the story for a little bit. That what I explained to her was one of the problems it can cause in a kid's room, when you have a piece of furniture that has been in the family for a while and you've chosen to put that in your kid's room, that can create a whole host of problems that you might not even be aware of right now, but are simmering in the background. And one of those problems is, is that the child never quite feels like it's their room because there's always somebody else's stuff in there. And that goes the same for, um, you know, if you have your clothes in their room, if you're using their closet as a backup closet for your clothes, you have your luggage in their room, you have your memorabilia in their room, whatever you have that's not theirs and it's in their room, you know, they might not feel it when they're younger, but certainly as they get older, they will feel it. They may not, they might not tell you but they will feel it. Like they never quite can feel settled in their room because it's not totally their stuff and they don't have a total say. So here's a little tip. If you want your kids to be more on top of cleaning and organizing their room without you always having to push them to do it, let them have more of a say of what's in their bedroom. And that includes your hand-me-down furniture. And even if you think it's beautiful and you think that it makes sense to be in that spot, unless your kid feels the same way, please don't put it in their room. Please don't put it in their room. I once had a a lady who hired me to work with her teenage daughter, and this lady was a psychologist, and she was just at her wit's end with her daughter. She just didn't understand why she was just being so um, combative and just, you know, uncooperative. So, you know, and she could see that she wasn't doing as well in her homework as she thought she should be doing. So I walk in her room. She allowed me to, you know, work with her child one on one, which is is always my request when I'm working with children, uh, to give me some time to work with them one on one. And as soon as I walked in the room, I knew exactly what was going on. I mean, you know, it was part of the problem, not the whole problem, but I figured out that this kid's got furniture in her room that she's had since she was five, and it um, she was like fifteen. So it was very clear to me that the room was not uh, meeting her at her development where she was in her development. And that does play a role. That absolutely does play a role. So if you want your kids to take more ownership of their bedrooms so they feel more comfortable and they have more of a desire to keep it up, then... I recommend you take that piece of furniture that's been in the family and you move it someplace else. And here's the other thing is that it can also create a tremendous amount of guilt for that kid. And not only can it create create guilt for the kid, it's also probably creating guilt for you. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that there are pieces of furniture in families where they love it. It looks great. Aesthetically, it works. Functionality, it works. But that's very rare. Very rare. And usually I find when people are holding on to those things, they're doing it out of guilt. And guess what? If you're doing it out of guilt, guess what you're transferring on to your kid? You're doing the same thing to them. You're setting them up to feel guilty if they don't want that in their room or if they don't want it when they leave the house. So just don't do it. Not a good idea. So aside from the guilt that it can create between you uh, within you, within your kid, how it can you know cause a, a child to you know feel like they can't com- take complete ownership of their of their bedroom. Um, the other thing it can do is it can cause resentment for the other people who are in the house, especially your partner, especially if your partner doesn't like that piece of furniture, because then they kind of feel powerless. Really, they feel powerless to be able to do anything about it because it's been in the family for a long time, you know, I don't know, You spend, a lot of money was spent on it, so you know, not good to let it go, you know, whatever. And that's what you get to decide. But the person who's living with you doesn't have a choice unless they put their foot down. And a lot of times I find people... Uh, they are just dealing with it. And if if you can deal with it, if you're living with a partner who has that kind of furniture in their house and there's just nothing you can do about it, you know, it's it's staying, then, you know, it is what it is. What I usually tell people to do is, you know, you could at least make that thing uh, aesthetically pleasing and functional in some way. So as an example, maybe there's a, a couch that is in the living room that's been passed down in the family. You know, maybe uh, instead it could be put into the family room instead of the main living room, right? And so that way it's not something you're seeing all the time, but it's still in the house. So you don't have to feel guilty about letting it go, but you're repurposing it. You're doing something to it to make it more lovable for yourself. Because let me tell you something, those feelings of guilt, those feelings of not, being able to take ownership in your bedroom those feelings of resentment all of those create what's called energetic imprinting in your house this is we're talking feng shui now so with this energetic uh, imprinting you can actually take your your feelings because they have an energetic charge to them your feelings and your 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 thoughts and your feelings have an energetic charge to them we'll just say low mid-high right and you can stamp those feelings in a space and you can change the energy within that space so if you're say if you have a uh, a, a couch in say the uh, relationship corner of your house which is it when you walk it through your front door it's the upper right hand corner of your house if you have a couch there that you don't like you don't love you hate whatever um, it can it can impact your your relationship and I know that sounds crazy but i've been in so many homes where i've tested this out a million times and then remove it and then something changes and things get better not always but you know a lot of times enough to make a believer out of me that's for sure so aside from the feelings that having hand-me-down furniture can create in the family um you know those feelings of resentment the the you know, lack of ownership and and the guilt um a lot of times also it's like the world revolves around this piece of furniture when it's in a certain space <laughs> It's like it, everything has to work around this piece of furniture. And that is what I was experiencing with the, the lady in this baby's room is that, you know, there was changes that I could see that that needed to be made that will not only improve things for for right now, but set her up so that it will be easier for her to manage in the future. And that's super important when it comes to kids spaces because they change. Right. Their needs change. The amount of toys that they play with, the kind of toys that they play with, the um, the amount of clothes that they have, the kind of clothes that they have it all changes. So the bedroom has to be set up in such a way so it could it could work with those changes in their life. So when you have a piece of furniture, that's like the non-negotiable. And by the way, she also did have a huge dresser in her little son's room and it was it's a gorgeous piece and she, you know it was she spent two grand on it and it but it was just way too big for the kids room i was able to convert convince her to let me move it out of the boys room so we could put cubbies there cubbies tend to work the best in kids spaces and i, I asked her if i could move it into her bedroom which she was open to and that was great because then i solved a, co- a close problem for her by doing that but the whole room had to revolve around this piece of furniture. And once we got it out, then it gave us a lot more options to put storage that matches the kids needs right now, and has flexibility to be changed. So it can match the kids needs in the future. So you know, think about that thing that you're looking at and just think, you know, does the world revolve around this piece of furniture in my life (laughs) in this space? And ask yourself if it's worth it, because that's going to generate a whole host of not good feelings bad juju feelings which can impact that area of your life so definitely consider that when you are you got your mom she's like oh i'm getting rid of this you know will you take it don't just take it because you feel guilty that's a, that's going to set you up for a whole host of problems you know so so double think when you're when you have that hand-me-down furniture Thank you for listening to The Misorganized Show. If you would like to learn more about how I can help you clear your mess to relieve your stress, visit my website at misorganized.com. You can also find me on Facebook at Misorganized San Diego and on Instagram at Misorganized. And if you want to take a deeper look at the whys of clutter and the hows of organizing, check out my book on Amazon, If Clutter Could Talk, The Stories It Would Tell.